Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and change agents who give you their message of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. And today we're talking to goal-setting and feng shui experts, Pamela and Lauren of the Feng Shui Collective. Do you ever have a dream and just write it off? Don't. You're given a gift for a reason and a fabulous examples here right now explaining why and how to listen to your inner voice and give you a roadmap to align with a clear, focused path doing what it is you're called here to do. A really great story of a mother-daughter duo. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Pamela and Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Yay. Hi. Thanks for having us. So exciting. Yeah, I know. And I, I said before we started recording, I go, my first duo and it's mother daughter, which is just so fun and cute. So yeah. you, now, you, now everyone has to watch it on YouTube so that they can see that. Okay. Yeah. So Lauren, you're kind of woo woo, which I thought was really fun when I was looking everything up, which mm-hmm. I like yeah, goal setting. And then Pamela, you're like decades of a feng shui expert. I love the story because it's not like, oh, it was 20 years ago this came about. How, Lauren, you had this feeling and this sense that, or a dream. Hey, Ma, you were in the car together. I'll let you tell it because I just, I love the simplicity and how you just made it happen. Well, I got, you start. Do you want to start? Okay. We had been doing some workshops together uh, separately, but same venue. Yeah. Lauren would be first to present. She would be talking about goals and there might have been some yoga involved. Mm-hmm. And then I would come on after there'd be a lunch break and then I'd come on. But it started to dawn on me as I was watching Lauren present that she's identifying goals, uh, you know, whether it be health or romance or wealth Mm -hmm. or with a system to travel. Mm -hmm. And there are places that resonate those energies of your goals in your home. Right. And so we were in the car, we're driving up to our hometown in Northern California. And Lauren said, I said, Oh my God, I had a dream. You got to write this. So we're scrambling We're you know, she's in the passenger seat. I'm driving, you know, we're flinging things out of the glove box, looking for a pen and paper to write this down. And my dream said, or my my download said, mother-daughter duo take Santa Barbara by storm. And so it was then really that we were like, this makes too much sense for us to not partner. So we officially partnered in October of 2019. And it has been so much fun. I mean, it's- Yeah, your workshops sell out. Um, I, I just, the only thing I do want to do is I want- Pamela, to explain what feng shui is, because there may be people listening that don't even know what that is. So when you say there's parts of your home that line up, I know that that's feng shui, but can you give an explanation? Yeah, 101. Yeah, I think a lot of, of our clients understand and even call us because they understand that feng shui has to do with a space feeling good. Mm-hmm. Like I need to have somebody come in and feng shui my space. What I'd say 95% of our new clients don't understand is that feng shui is all about change. It's about creating the change that you want to see in your life. Mm-hmm. And what we like to say is it's a tool where you can be, feng shui is a tool where you can be the architect of change in your life as opposed to always being the victim of circumstances. Right. So the translation of feng shui. Mm -hmm. 
So it's Chinese and feng means wind and shui means water. It's as simple as that. So the feng part, which is the wind, which is something you cannot see. That's like the goal setting process. That's the manifestation process. That's the, you know, that's the intention, right? The wind, you can't see it. And the water is the movement of physical matter because you can see and touch that. So when your intention and when intention is clear, and you're moving matter with that intention, positive change occurs. In that area of your home that resonates with that particular goal energy. Right. So for example, you have a goal to have a new job. You want to leave your job. You want a new career. There's a place in your home, fun fact, of your entryway, front and center. That's your career area. So when we figure out what your goals are first, and we craft those goals, and we create a plan, because we're really big on the power of written word, If it's not written down, it's just an idea bouncing around up here. So we write all that down, we get clear, and then we have a clear landscape of where to begin work in the home based on your goal, which is so cool. Okay. And and when you were, when you first started talking, it's like Gandhi's, uh, be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. I don't know. It's been around for thousands of years. And it's considered to be a natural science. Mm -hmm. There are some who are afraid of it. They think it's some kind of a religion. It's not. It's it's a natural science. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are some that are afraid that, well, what if I move this and then something bad happens? Well, that's never the case. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody listening is afraid of it. This is not. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're more interested in in like, okay, if I have fears and I want to walk through them. How will feng shui help me? How will the feng shui like is? Are there things that I should be doing? I know what I talk about. They should do, but you have whole other skills that they yeah. can be doing. So let's talk about that because that's I, kind of fun. I think the most fun part for me is just understanding how much our physical spaces affect us. So we always say your spaces not only reflect you, they affect you. So you want to love your home. You want to feel delicious in your home. Like how does your home make you feel right now? And if it's not 100% delicious, there's always something that you can do to not only shift your energy and shift your fears, but to make either subtle or a huge dynamic change in your life overall. And we see it all the time. Oh my gosh, Lauren, we've got people that have found $100 bills, that have won a lottery ticket, that have got a new job offer, that bumped into a guy on a street and They've been dating ever since. Now they're, we have one, two that are married now, two of our clients that are married. So, you know, some may say, oh, that's just coincidence, but what a delicious way to live if you get to work in your home. And we'll talk about what work means in a minute, but you, you start tending to your nest with intention and then all of this wonderful stuff starts happening. I'm yeah. like, I'm here for it. Things seem to just go your way. Yeah. yeah. This is in, is in good shape. The rest falls into place. And I was taught that coincidence is, is God's way of remaining anonymous. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, or, or the energy, whatever you want. I, I don't mean to yep. run off with the G word, but interchangeable. Anyway, yeah. Chi, yeah. energy, yeah. life source, God, and all right, of those right. things are interchangeable. Yeah. Right. Thank you. So yes. did we answer that question? What Ab- else? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I love how you keep using the word intention because it's been really drilled into me to set an intention every morning. And then I interviewed somebody yesterday, actually, who was talking about setting a nighttime intention, which hmm. was new to me. So hmm. talk about setting intention. You're using it in a different way. Like, I'd like to hear you talk about setting intentions. 
Yeah. So I think it goes in line with what you're looking to attract or manifest into your life or out, whatever, what you're, so we want to talk about setting intentions as if they've already happened. Most of us know that it's setting an intention that's in line with your goals. And then as you're moving matter in your home, let's say you're like, okay, I'm doing a project. I'm doing my shoes. So you're not just doing your shoes when you're working with intention, you're practicing feng shui. So let's say, for example, I know that my closet is in my helpful people and travel area of my home, which is a great place for serendipity, right place, right time, that kind of thing, and travel, obviously. Um, So I will be working in my shoe area, taking everything off, wiping everything down. But my intention will say, I'm so happy and grateful that I have met the right person to help bring our business to the next level, or that I have made a connection with someone that's going to invest in our next stage of business, et cetera. So the intention is sort of like on a loop, like meditating. Right. I am so happy and grateful now that I have found the love of my life. I'm so happy and grateful Mm -hmm. now that I have, you know, as if it's already happened. Mm -hmm. So I just want to back up for a a half a minute. We practice Mm -hmm. the black hat sect school of feng shui black tibetan buddhist tantric sect or btd there are other schools there are numbers of other schools Mm -hmm. and if you're just starting your feng shui journey it's i think it's important to just pick a school Mm -hmm. and stick with that i think the first few years that i practiced feng shui and was studying feng shui i was just getting so confused it is but, confusing. Um, the, you know, there's the form school, there's the compass school, there's the flying mansions. Flying stars, eight mansions. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the BTB uses something called a Bagua map. We have, where's our new pretty one? I don't know. Okay. It's, we have a newer, cuter one. But yeah. That's okay. that, that one looked very practical and good. Uh, yeah. This, this one has there. So when we're talking about your space has different energies, yeah. this is what we're talking about. There are nine different guas in a Bagua map. So the back left corner. For anybody who's just listening, this is the lawyer in me. Um, they're holding up a, a grid of nine different squares. Think of the zoom. Tic-tac-toe. Thank you. Yep. Right. And so in your home... You always enter in through one of three of the guas, your career area, one of the bottom, helpful people in travel, or knowledge and education or wisdom. Mm -hmm. That is how you orient the map. And we're happy to share the map with your your listeners. If you'd like, we can send you a link. Okay, perfect. Thank you. For sure. So So when you say you enter the hub, does that mean the garage versus the front door? Or if you live in an apartment... Go in through the window. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. You don't go. So, what do you mean? The entryway is one of the big three in feng shui. Look at my band aid. I burnt the crap out of my finger the other day. So okay. you're watching yeah. this. That's what's going on. Um, so the entryway is one of the big three of feng shui, and it's where the architect intended the entry to be. So if you always go through your garage, do make an effort to go through the main front door of your home. That's okay. called the mouth of chi, and that's where the energy enters your home. Okay. So that's, that's that. And, you know, if you live, that's the great thing about this school is we're not living in rural China on farms anymore. We're living in cities with apartments and condos and these complexes. And so instead of the Northwest East South thing, you know, where you're facing directionally, we're looking at, because modern times, we're looking at where the energy is entering the home. And so what should your entry, should it be spacious? Should it be only just a couple things? Should it be whatever lights you up is fine? 
I think all of that. I think your entry should be at two options, right? You enter in your home, you either your energy is lifted and you feel good and you're excited to be home or you've got shit everywhere and you're like reminded of all the projects and work that you have to do and it feels bad. Those are your options, right? So we want to lift your energy, whatever lifts your energy. We had a client, you know, we're like, it's auspicious to paint your door red. She's like, I don't want to paint it red. Yellow makes me happy. Okay, paint the door yellow. Absolutely. But, you know, having fresh plants, things that aren't dying, feng shui is full of metaphors. So we don't want any dead, decaying, dirty, spiderweb sort of stuck energy. So you just want like a pleasant entryway. And sometimes it's hard to do that if you live in an apartment complex or you have an HOA situation. They don't let you do a ton. But there's always a little something you can do. You can always keep it clean and fresh. You can always uh, focus on the inside of your entry. Right. What do you see when you first walk in? Mm -hmm. And it should be representative of you and your family, things that lift everybody up when you walk in the door. Yeah. So often we have what we call a weekend project. Mm -hmm. And weekend project alert. Yeah. And since the front door is where the chi, the energy comes in, Refresh your entryway. Mm-hmm. You can clean the door handle. You can go down to the hardware store and buy a fresh new doormat. You can put a fresh plant out there. Trim the hedges around the sweep around the porch. Sweep. Get the hose out. Hose it down. Mm-hmm. Clean the glass of your outdoor light. Whatever is out there, so that the next time that you walk in through your front door, it's palpable. You can feel that lift of energy. For and when sure. you bring in that energy to your home, oh. you're well on your way to lifting the energy of your entire space. And life. And life. And life. So I did my my fridge and my freezer today, getting ready to travel for Thanksgiving. And we have house guests coming. Of course, I'm panic cleaning because I don't want this woman to think that, you know. And I think my house is quite tidy and nice. Yeah. But the fridge was absolutely, it was bad news, Lauren, I'm telling you fridge and freezer. So that's, that was my week weekday project, but I did it the whole time with intention. So like how much fun is it if you are just vacuuming or doing regular house chores, but you know where you are working based off of this map and you're like, okay, why don't I just work with an intention? And then the next step is you simply keep your eyes open for gifts, little things that come your way, you or, know, or big, things. or big things. So, you know, uh, and we do talk about Feng shui is not the end all, be all, be all, end all, whatever that is. Yeah, I know what you mean. It is one skill, one tool in your toolbox because you've got other things that are impacting your life. You've got your karma, you've got your luck, you've got your education, you've got, oh, yes, the consequences of your actions. Mm. So, all of these things impact your life. But with the practice of feng shui, as I said before, Things just kind of go your way in Mm -hmm. small or big ways. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what about like putting things in certain places or what do you not put in your bedroom or what do you, you know, things like that. Don't put your dead dog's ashes in your bedroom. Don't put your dead dog's ashes in your romance area. If you're looking for a new romantic. We have a, we have a client. They're getting married. I know. She moved the ashes and she. What about ashes in general, not dead dog, but like ashes that. So I have remains of a pet too, but I have it in, um, you know, it's just, it's something that I go through often. So one of the cures of feng shui is to just move stuff around. You know, if you're like, oh, I'm already super tidy. I don't need feng shui. My house is, you know, everything's in order. That actually can be equally as bad as clutter because everything's super stagnant and cold because you don't move stuff around. So when you say stuff, do you mean furniture or you mean stuff? 
or I both? mean everything. Okay. Anything. So anything, you move anything. a lamp, matter. you move any matter in your home. You can redo the whole room. You can do a bookshelf. You can do your coffee table. You can add a new plant and you can turn on a lamp or you can just clap in the corners or stand in the space. That's a feng shui cure. Yeah. Ashes are hard. So if you have a really fiery goal, let's say for a new romantic relationship, that's not probably where the ashes would go for now. You can, you can readdress that, but a few kind of to do's and to don'ts of feng shui is we don't want, we have so many people that are working from home. Having the competing energies of work in your bedroom is not ideal. Now we keep it super practical. Our practice is so practical. We realize that that's, you know, sometimes you don't have anywhere else to work except your bedroom. But we do recommend take a look in your space because um, you could potentially put your office out of your bedroom in another space. Is there a spare bedroom? Mm -hmm. Is there a closet that could get cleaned out that could be used as your workspace? Mm -hmm. But we do get a lot of um, feedback about, well, you know, I have to work in my bedroom. There's Mm -hmm. nowhere else to work. If my kid has to do his homework, those are competing energies. Mm -hmm. go to bed at night and you see your computer up there and you're thinking, oh gosh, I've got so much work to do tomorrow. So we do suggest that you separate in your bedroom somehow. Even if it's a plant or like a screen of some kind. Or a curtain or put your computer out of sight. Anything that will separate those energies Mm -hmm. is recommended. So basic things. So I know we talked about bedroom energy and all that. One of the One of the easiest things to do in your home with feng shui is to just choose a project, whether you know what area it is in your home based off the Bagua map or not, and clear it out, clean it off, wipe it down and put things back with intention. That's like the first thing that you can do. Same with like- When you say with intention, I'm so happy and grateful that money flows so easily to me. Yeah, right. Continuously and easily, yes. One of my favorite is- um, I expect and receive unexpected money all the time. All the time. And you know what? I do. I know. So back to this map, for those of you that are are listening only, we'll get you a copy of this. But you asked, like, what are some things to do? This map has colors and the five elements. So feng shui, we talk about the five elements, the five senses. But this map has the cures on it. So for example, in romance, adding subtle colors of pinks and whites adding pairs of things to represent a union. If you're into, uh, not into polyamory or anything, two of things, pictures of erotic art or hearts or doves, things of that nature. You can also do something as simple as place a piece of colored construction paper, like under a mat or something. Right, right. So you don't have to paint your whole room pink is what we're saying. There's really little things you can do. Right. A pink quartz you could tuck in somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, crystals will make it easier, I think, for they a lot. Do. <laughs> they do. Fast forward, yeah. Go. We haven't talked a lot about yet, sort of alluded to it, is clutter. Mm. So clutter is an indication of stuck energy. And I'm, you know, as hypersensitive to clutter as I am, you know, it happens. For sure. Garages have a, a, a great way of collecting clutter. And your cutlery drawer cutlery drawers, Mm -hmm. pantries, pantries, clothes closets. But if you go into your closet and you think, oh God, I can't even get a fingernail in between my clothes. You've got some stuck energy going on. Mm -hmm. And if you identify, it's interesting. Sometimes 
uh, all, the all the time. We go into a home and we can see where a clutter has collected and based off the map. So how's, you know, and I'll ask the question. So how are things going in your love life? Oh, they're just, suck. well, you know, in the, in the romance, the relationship area, there's a pile of clutter. Um, one gal had a, a broken lamp. Yes. In, in the corner. And then do you remember when we moved that lamp and then a picture flew off the wall? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Sometimes, sometimes kind of eerie things happen. Yeah. But I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. They you know, she I think was resistant to love. And so when we started moving stuff, the picture flew off and shattered into a thousand pieces. Oh. Well, there's some stuff uh, in for you. You know, we really don't we don't do harm. No. If something flies off the wall a whole thing in a bathroom, uh, vanity light, yeah, fell off a wall. We weren't even in the room. No, so we we don't do harm, but we can't. <laughs> and that only has happened what three, two, three times. Yeah, um, but we're moving yeah. energy. You know, it's just the movement. We're your energy. I'm energy. Rocks are every all matter is energy. So when we understand, you know, I think a lot of naysayers with feng shui are like, oh, you know. I can't see it. I don't, there's no tangible results really, but A, there are. And B, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Like yeah, love. We're, doing, we're doing an episode where I'm going to follow you. Yes. <laughs> that would be so fun. I know. It would be so fun. My beautiful dear son-in-law has said that so many times. We need a YouTube. We should have a camera following you around. Um, you know, even if I, I have been called into homes where the client knows about feng shui and has studied feng mm -hmm. shui sometimes you just need another set of eyes for sure like uh, i had lunch yesterday with the gal who said i just redecorated my living room and i love it but something just isn't right and mm. so uh, i'm gonna go over to her home you know with another set of eyes if her front door for example and it sounds like this is the case if her front door is aligned with a slider door at the other end of the house the energy is coming right in the front door, flying through the house and right out the back door. Right. I've had that happen with a couple who moved into a new home in Montecito. No, not um, Harry and Megan. Although we will feng shui Harry and Megan's new house. That's our intention. Mm -hmm. yeah. but, um, Can't wait. Yeah, they're moving. To Hope Ranch. Right. Yeah. Even closer. Yeah. <laughs> so um, she said, ever since we moved into this house, it feels like money is flying out the window. Mm -hmm. And she said, we've never had trouble with money before so when I went there first thing I see the front door is in direct alignment with their wealth area so yeah with a huge plate glass window so I said it literally was flying out the window right. the energy so okay what do you do about that mm -hmm. well there are lots of different cures Lauren likes to say you're never up the feng shui creek without a paddle right you don't have to remodel your house you don't have to paint the whole thing. No, there are subtle things that you, there's always something you can do. Like a little crystal. In this case, we, we just hung a little uh, faceted crystal in the window, very discreet. Mm -hmm. But the energy from that crystal, you know how it deflects as it goes. Mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. It deflects the energy back into the space. So right. things. Oh. Mm -hmm. oh, that's good. Okay. So, so what do you guys do? Do you have somebody else come in and check your space or your this is your area or what do you do for like your own lives 
when you're like, ah, something's off. Are you, do you meditate? Do you journal? Do you just, nobody just has it. It's like everyone goes through it. For sure. Absolutely. No, I, every, anytime I need a shift. And so I write, I write things down. I do journal for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that we call it the tool belt of happiness. You know, it could be your meditation, the food that you eat, working in your home space, all of those things. You know, when you, when you need to create a shift, when you're having a shitty day or week or whatever, think about your tool belt of happiness and be like, okay, what's the, what's one thing that I could pull out right now that could help. So if I'm having a shit day or week, first thing I do is I will work in my house and then I will journal. But like the first thing, if I refresh my entryway or if I redo my pantry, or if I redo a section of my closet, I not only feel accomplished, but I've worked with intention. And so I'm already attracting that shift of energy. Right. So that's like my go-to. And especially around my moon cycle, I find if I have some energy that's not me being on the couch with a heating pad on, et cetera, I will get up and do a, a home project. Now for you, I'll let you answer the same question, what you do when you create a shift, but we're so lucky to have each other because she comes over to my house and I go over to her house. And, you know, I think just being aware of feng shui and knowing a couple things that you can do, maybe just off of the map or just follow us on Instagram. We have tips all the time, but just being aware of feng shui and knowing that that is available to you in your tool of tool belt of happiness. Right. Makes me feel like the architect of change of my life. Right. You can shift if you want to, you can shift your energy just by working in that area of your home. Or if you're not sure what area is what, mm -hmm. just work in any area. For me, if there's something going on in my life that I'm not pleased with or worried about, mm -hmm. I will figure out where that is in my home. The center of your home is always a good place because it touches every other area of the Bagua mm -hmm. map. But I'll just get to work in that area. And it helps. It's like the low-hanging fruit almost. I feel like people mm -hmm. feel like feng shui is so hard to understand such a big thing. But for, for us knowing about the practice, even if it's just at like a, a, you know, now we know much more, but when we first started, when I first started, I didn't know much, but it's a low hanging piece of fruit. Okay. What's one little thing that I could do that could shift my energy. And I swear it might sound dumb for you to go redo your cutlery drawer <laughs> when you're feeling like the world is crumbling around you, but I swear it, it helps in our business we have a cycle. So the summers are typically a little bit slower for our business because kids are home and people are traveling and no one's really worried about feng shui in the summer. You know, I was feeling a little insecure about that, like wanting to bring in some money. And so that was kind of my worry, the thing that was keeping me up. And so just getting to work in the back left of my house, the abundance area. And I think we got a client like two days later. Yeah. If not, well, so. your workshops do really well too. They're so so I know that. Yeah. So, yeah. which is great. So what would you tell somebody who's knows they're not aligned? They have this feeling like there's so much more I should be doing and I'm scared to take that leap. What would you tell somebody like that? I think jump off the cliff and then figure out how to fly. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. That's I, what I tell them. I think too, as a goal coach for the last decade, you know, I understand that my practice, our practice now, this goal setting piece, this very systematic, it's very listy, it's very masculine, right? As much as we are setting ourselves up to attract what's meaningful to us, the art of the, and the practice of goal setting sort of is, has this inherently like do more thing about it, right? Like do more, attract more, get more, hustle, hustle, hustle 
And so if you're feeling like there's so much that I, I need to do, I haven't done, I want you to take a moment. And if there's anything small, maybe you got up and you took a shower and brushed your teeth and that was really hard. Take a minute to sit in that bucket of accomplishment because as women, we are so quick to jump onto the next thing. Okay, done, check, did it, what's next, what's next? And so it sort of keeps us in this mode of this like hustle culture. And I think that that's really hard for women to like take that backpack off. So I would say if you feel like there's so much more that you have to accomplish, there's there's two things. One is take off the hustle backpack and just sit for a second and get real fucking grateful all around. The other thing is do a project in your house. So let's say there's so much more I need to do. Are you wanting to make 100 Gs a month? What do you want? So figure out what it is that you're chasing, figure out where it lives in your home energetically and do a project. You know, there's something else that really doesn't have to do with feng shui and um, it has to do with, and I don't want to be glib about women in their thirties and forties, it seems our demographic. I can't believe you just used the word glib. She has such a great vocabulary. It's I so it's a, Well, yeah. so you know, I've been there too. You know, there's got to be more. What is my gift? What's should, my purpose? What should I be doing? And it's a legitimate angst for mm-hmm. a lot of women. And Lauren recently presented, hosted a three-day women, mm. women's retreat. And fabulous. there are a lot of those opportunities out there where you know, you just get yourself out of yourself for a minute, mm-hmm. take yourself to a different place, maybe with other like-minded women. There are a lot of women who are offering retreats around the country, probably around the world. And that might be something worthwhile to, to do. Right. I, I think it is worthwhile if you can, yeah. Yeah. you know, Absolutely. pull, pull things together and, and treat yourself because really that's, a perfect gift for yourself. It is. It allows time for the journaling and the figure out what it is exactly you want to manifest and getting clarity and, and the confidence to take that leap. But I like to ask people, certain people, you guys. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. Just go, <laughs> but that's me. <laughs> I'm kind of like, yeah. Well, um, I think too, I've chose just going back on like the, what is my purpose? What is, I've kind of been going through that the last like year or so. I mean, I feel like this business absolutely is on purpose for me. My husband and I have chosen to not have children. And so there's this whole thing around like the divine feminine. And what does that look like if you're not doing the biological thing that you're supposed to do? And I'm an only child and she hates this conversation because she wants a grandbaby. But no, 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 no. You've eased you. She's never been harsh with me. Like you better give me a grandbaby. No. But it's, I just want you to be happy. I know that's yeah. true. There's a lot of that unknown of like, you know, do I want, what is my purpose if I am not doing this thing that usually happens for most people? And then I just sat down and did some journaling and I hosted a retreat because I was like, let's just host a retreat so I can create that space for other people. That was, abs- it was called the Elevate Retreat and it was oh so fun. Okay. That's my thought. I'm complete. No. And I, I love that. And my best friend didn't have kids. I have so many friends and they are so great to my kids. My sister never wanted kids and she does yeah. never had them. And yeah. So what? Anti-power. I'm telling you anti-power. Yeah. It's like, okay. And the friendship episode was so good. It was so good. Why don't we value our friends, but as much as we do, you know, 
I will listen. I'm like, I'm going to turn around and yeah. listen. Because when I was listening, I was listening to her TED talk. It's mm-hmm. Marissa G. Franco. And in it, she had written a kind of a gratitude, I'll say, card. She talks about to a friend and she was so ashamed that she didn't give it to her. And she thought, why does society put so much on the romantic mm-hmm. love and not friendship? And, and I, I, in, for me internally, when I was listening to her, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's like a badge for parents. Like, yeah. oh, my kids are married. My kids have kids. Like that somehow is a badge for parents that, oh, I've arrived because my kids have achieved X, Y, and Z, as mm-hmm. opposed to my kids are happy and balanced would yeah. and, 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 feel good and feel good and healthy and feel good about themselves. That is, seems like you've kind of accomplished what your job as a parent is, as opposed to like some kind of mark. Checkbox. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So um, that's what hit me when I was listening to her. Oh, I can't wait to listen. Yeah. yeah so. And I think too, mom, cause you felt like a little bit disconnected from some friends lately yeah. She's like, you know, where is my tribe? Like she just oh, turns yeah. like where I mean she looks 60, let's be honest. But like where's my oh. tribe? You don't even look 60. Oh, and I'm so oh, close. Like she has yeah. no pores. It's not fair. <laughs> but she, you know, she mentioned like, you know, how long have you lived in Santa Barbara? Five, three years. Three years. Like, where's my tribe? That's I'm what like, this thing was about. How did it you have to, and then I listened to somebody else yesterday who's a Harvard professor and a Zen monk talk about happiness, but it was all about relationships and you have to exercise your social muscle, he says, which I love. love Isn't that that great? You have to put yourself out there. And Mm -hmm. um, well, where in the house do we put that intention? So that's going to be probably under the family and relationship and yeah, romance. So on this map, romance is not just about sexual romantic relationships. It's about business relationships, platonic relationships. So where the house do you go? Right. So stand at your front door. Okay. And that was my next question. Where do you stand? Okay. So the front door. And look inside your house. Okay. It's the far back right corner. Yeah. Whatever room that is, like area. And you kind of have to use your mind to get in there and and do something with it. You never know. It's like trying to think what's there. I put all the live stuff here by me now since I work from home. I want all the plants in here by me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Great feng shui. So are cats and dogs and critters. I want pet critters. Maybe not. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. 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 Oh, this is great. This is so fun. This is so fun. I love learning all of this. So do you have a message of hope you guys want to give? I guess I'll let each of you go. You want to go first? Message of hope. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is when one door closes, another one opens. Mm. Yeah. Facts. My message of hope. Let's see. Write that shit down. Write it down. Just take some time. The ideas. Maybe there's a new venture that you're curious about. I have a little thing I'm working on that I just brought to mom today. She was like, what is this? Anyways, if there's anything that you're wanting to get clarity on, write it down first. Yeah. And handwrite it, handwrite it. It goes from your heart, from your heart to the pen, to the paper. I know it's old fashioned, but that's what they say. You want to manifest it. Like that's the best way to make it happen. Yep. You absolutely. Yay. Okay. So we will have all the links for everything. 
for sure. Um, including the little map, the little tic-tac-toe board. Yep. Is there anything else that uh, we're going to be done? Oh, I wanted to tell Lauren this. I wish she had asked. Anything else you want to add? or? I want to add that feng shui is an iterative practice. That's why it's called a practice. Sometimes I feel like I have my ducks in a row and sometimes it feels like things are not in order at all. And so there is that ebb and flow. And I think that's important to note that it's natural. And um, like right now I'm feeling very tidy and very, especially because I did my fridge and freezer today. So I'm going to take some time as the goal coach in me to celebrate the work that I did today, even if it's just something small. I think um, that's important. Yeah. yeah. Celebrating your, even your little victories. Um, Tiniest things all the way till you get to your goal and then you celebrate big time. Yeah. Just know that maybe you feel really cluttered in your home right now, or maybe you feel super tidy. Feng shui is for everybody and it is iterative. So maybe you just did your closet two weeks ago, but you didn't work with intention and uh, it's time to do your closet again. So that's okay. Yeah. Right. Housekeeping takes on a whole new level. It does. Yeah. It, and it, it does. It sounds like uplifting now it does and it's really something to be proud of your home like I had Riley and Ben came over for dinner last night and I felt like my house felt really good it sm- I made this huge beef stew and I was really proud like it felt like fall and my home felt in order and I had guests over and they're like god it just feels so good in here I love your house and there's a lot of pride in that that makes that brings me a lot of joy and I hope that you can love your home too. And be proud that's of good it. energy. That's good ass energy. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for being a guest today on 52 Weeks of Hope. Yay. Thank you, Lauren. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, this is great. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you Lauren and Pamela's messages of intention, connection, and compassion with yourself. Such great messages to take into your week ahead. Also, thanks way. <laughs> Feng Shui, it was, that was just so much fun. Remember to focus on the good. Surround yourself with positive people who you can be your authentic self with. Practice positive self-talk and get outside at least once a day for your own mental well-being. If you're on the email list, I gave a bunch of gratitude practices of why practicing gratitude elevates your vibration and it's been proven to make you happier. You can get on the email list just by going to 52weeksofhope.com. All the episodes are on there everybody's links for everything they've been offering is on everything's on the um, website at 52weeksofhope.com and that's how you can easily get on the email list remember to be kind to yourself this week especially this time of year give yourself the same patience and compassion that you'd give to your friend or to your dog at least be sure to tune in next week it's a really great empowering episode all about how to live a bit abundantly authentically and mindfully learn how to get rid of that really empty feeling and how to tap into your inner joy and feel the magic of life again it's a great episode next week also something new is coming i'm going to start inviting some of you onto the show for confidence and clarity boost sessions you can let me know if you feel like you're struggling if you can use a little bit of a boost you might be interested in this this would be ideal for if you're feeling burnt out if you feel jealous because you see others doing what it is that you really would like to be doing yourself you feel scared life's passing you by and you wish you were doing what some of these other people were doing you feel like you don't fit in or you feel like you don't belong a lot of times and your inner critic is going non-stop this could be a really good program for you it's a safe space anyway if you want to jump to the be first in the line to do something like this just hit reply and let us know we're going to start a little bit of a wait list 
before we have actual signups open to everybody. So you can be in the beta group and it's a good opportunity to have some free confidence and clarity boost sessions. So just let me know if you're interested in doing that. You can even just DM me or go to the website. It's really the easiest way to get in touch. Or you can just text at 52 Hope, the number 52 Hope. You can text 52 Hope to 66866. And that's an easy way to get on the email list and to get in touch with us also. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, forward it on to a couple of your friends. Bye.